0: Um, I don't hear myself. So you don't
1: hear yourself yeah. at all? <laughs> Let's figure that
0: out. <laughs> oh, there. Yeah, that's better. You good now? Yeah. Okay. Um, my name's Haley Hokinson, and then my favorite order at In-N-Out, Um, I have to get my double double animal style. Yeah? Like, no tomato, but besides that, everything else is fine.
1: Fries and a drink? What do you drink?
0: Obviously. um, A drink, it just depends on my mood. I feel like I'll go for like a soda if I'm like not wanting a shake, but- the shakes take a while to drink, so I feel like you have to be in the mood for a shake. Like, you're really determined to have one. So either the chocolate shake or, like, just a soda. Or, That's awesome.
1: Know. Yeah, no, I'm a three-by-three three guy. Nice. Uh, two orders of fries. Oh, it was kind of funny. Last week, my order was so fat because I was really hungry. Yeah. The girl gave me, like, two placemats, and she was <laughs> like – and she saw I was the only one in the car, and yeah. she was like, oh, this is for the car? I was like, yeah, she gave me two, and I was like, why would you give me two? Like, I made it awkward, yeah. and she was like – sorry, sir. It's okay. But yeah, like I got a fat kid order.
0: <laughs> You're like, um, I need, I, thank you. I needed the extra placement. For myself. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's funny. But Hokinson. <laughs> yeah. Where does that originate from?
0: Actually Sweden. Yeah. That's
1: awesome. That's yeah. what Hannah said. You know, Hannah's from Sweden, right?
0: Yeah, I did. i I was telling my dad cause a lot of our family still lives in Sweden. Um, but I'm not, I've never been there. So we talk about how we love to visit like Norway and Sweden and all that for like, my grandpa, who it originated from, he's passed away. So it would be cool to like go and like, you know, for my dad to experience it since none of us have actually. Oh, yeah. But. We're going to
1: talk about that a good amount because yeah. I've been three times in the past two yeah. years already and I love it. Yeah, it's, I'm
0: sure. It looks so pretty. So it yeah. is nice and the culture so so awesome to like experience and be a part of and be immersed in. So. Yeah,
1: it's so opposite from the way I grew up too because like I don't have a big extended family and every time we're on tour the entire time like me and Hannah well we got to go see my aunt and then all my other aunts and then we got to see grandmas and this and that and it's like such a cool people like cry when we show up they're so happy and I'm like this is awesome because when I get picked up from the airport here by my family I'm lucky if they even slow down to like three miles an hour for me to like get my crap in and start going and it's just awesome yeah yeah
0: yeah so yeah my my dad both sides are um big but my dad's side the swedish side's like huge like it's just like uncomfortably big like i don't even know my entire family which Mm. is so weird to say but like my dad has like over 100 first cousins which is like unbelievable to hear but like my grandpa coming from a 17 kid household like, that's just kind of how they grew up. Like, So
1: is your grandpa from Sweden, or is it your great-grandpa? My
0: great-grandpa and them came um, on a boat from Sweden, and then they had to change the spelling of her last name because it was too Swedish, so they had to change it where it sounded more American, so they wouldn't be sent back. Yeah. And then um, they ended up docking in Minnesota, so then my p- grandpa and his siblings grew up in Minnesota. But he's the youngest of 17, and then the age difference between him and his, like, sister is like insane like the oldest was like 30 year difference in yeah, age yeah their mom
1: was super fertile she was yeah she was just, she was just going
0: like nonstop i mean i think it's the same mom and two dads yeah. but like still even that's like a huge family for just that is
1: a crazy concept have you ever thought about being like because obviously i can't have kids being pregnant for as long as these women were back in the day like if you have 10 kids you spent a decade (laughs) just just like ballooned up yeah
0: i just be so content with like one kid i'm like i'll be good i'm set like that's it for me like i can't imagine being like all right we need more workers on this farm like let's (laughs) pop out four more like that's just crazy yeah but yeah so i think like Having such a big family growing up, it was just weird, like, not knowing everyone. Like, my dad introducing me to people that, like, I'm like, who is this? And they're like, and then now even being an adult, like, still meeting family members, it's like, it's so weird. Yeah. And still not knowing family members that are still in Sweden. So it's crazy. But yeah,
1: I've been following you as an artist, like, the whole time. Every time you post something, I've just always had an interest with people's talents that, like, I don't have. And I yeah. just wanted to have you come on and just talk about sort of your process and we're gonna joke around. we're gonna hang out like yeah. nothing too crazy. but just I just want to hear about like what how did you even get into art in the first place?
0: Yeah, so I mean, even just growing up, um my family' is like a very creative family, so I felt like it was very like oh, we were very open to like try whatever we like and like experience different creative sides rather than just book like oriented subjects. So my dad, was really into art growing up, but um, his family was poor, so they were not like really able to provide for him to go to art school. So, he kind of stopped um, after high school, and he didn't even go to college. He kind of tried to pursue some things, but he was really talented. So, when I was growing up, my um for like soccer games or like um for different teams like baseball, I remember for me my. Dad said, "Oh, I'll make like the banner for the girls, but like would like realistically draw us." And it was just like this outlandish like banner. And I remember that they um they took us out of the the banner winning contest because um they thought a professional did it. Really, like we hired someone. So I remember just watching him with his like color pencils and his pencils and just drawing. And I just was in such an awe. I'm like, I want to do that. So
1: yeah. And I forgot uh, we were so quick to set this equipment up. I kind of threw you in the fire. I edit all this, so yeah, everything's totally cool. cool. Uh, if you need to take a break, potty break, you know, smoke break, whatever yeah. you need okay. to do, let me know and we'll just hit pause. Cool. But yeah, like we keep it super casual on this yeah. show, and yeah, like I said, this is Natural Thoughts and Talks show. You know, we're growing this up right yeah. now. We're in phase one right now of just audio. I think you might be, let's say, episode seventy-two. Yeah. So. Once we get to episode 100, my plan is to have cameras up, and then cool. we're just going to start. We'll hopefully have you back if yeah, you have a good time. I would love to, yeah. And uh, we're going to just create a proper show and have things yeah. going the right way. But yeah, I forgot to tell you all No, that. you're
0: fine. Don't worry about now that. Now <laughs> we're
1: good. But yeah, are you from the South Bay? Were you born out in Torrance yeah. or what?
0: I actually um, grew up in Torrance, so I've been been here my whole life. I'm a SoCal Starter, so yeah, I've been here, Um, and my family, my mom grew up here in Torrance, and then my dad's from the Valley, so they they met, like, through mutual friends, but we've always been here, so.
1: What yeah. do your parents do?
0: So, my mom is, um she is a stay-at-home mom, but my dad is a lawnshoreman, so he's a crane operator. Oh. Down in Long Beach. Oh, that's dope. Yeah.
1: He, you know, I probably saw him, I guarantee you, because I used to work yeah. at the jet ski company, going uh-huh. every day, and I was always like, I... I want to have him on the podcast, actually, because I've always been curious that place is so big, like the whole terminal island over there. It's like, it's a massive thing. And it's so important too. But like every time I drive over the bridge, I'm just like, I don't really, how does all this get where (laughs) it's supposed to go?
0: Well, you'll get lots of tangents if you have him on here, but yeah, (laughs) I'm sure he loves, he talks. I mean, that's where I get it from, but yeah, yeah, he, um, he's done that since he was 21. So he'll, he's going to be 62 this year. So yeah, he's been doing it for a really long time. That's
1: good. How many siblings do you have?
0: It's just me and my brother. So um, my brother's two years younger. So we've just always grown up. We have a pretty close like relationship, I would say. He's still local. He goes to LMU for college. So oh, nice. Um, he'll be graduating this May. So we're still at home, but it's nice. Yeah.
1: No, hey, still at home too. Ride that wave as oh, long yeah. as you can. Definitely. Cause I wish shoot I'd still be living at home if my parents didn't move out to the hot ass desert.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um I'm getting to that point where I have a good amount saved and, you know, my boyfriend and I are kind of just ready to move out. But we're still like, okay, we're just gonna ride this out probably for like another year just to be like yeah, super comfortable. But
1: yeah. Where's he staying at?
0: Um, he stays, um, he lives closer to Alondra Park by El Camino, so okay. he's hanging out there, um, and then he's with his mom and stepdad, but they seem to be very, like, kind of, like, your parents, like, itching to, like, go to the desert. Like, they, they, they're they from Arizona, so they kind of want to go back that direction, so he's like, I don't want to go with them. Yeah. So we're, like, really holding on to this year, but... Yeah,
1: I feel that. Hey, it's a big step, too. Yeah. Like, once you guys are feeling secure enough in your relationship to do that, it's nothing but up right? Yeah. like that's the cool kind of cool part like how long have you guys been dating
0: we've been together since um 2017 so we've been six years that's going awesome on. Yeah. yeah
1: and don't you kind of feel maybe you guys are in the same place that me and Hannah are yeah. in where you feel so almost like secure or almost it's just you feel ahead like yeah. when people are like oh I, I found a guy or like happy three months yeah. or something like that <laughs> yeah. and I'm like all right. Like, yeah. So that's nothing like 90 days, you know? Yeah, like, it's exactly. just kind of funny to think about. Cause you cut six years, like you're going to be in a relationship for 10 years, let's say by the time your other girlfriends are like, I just met this guy named Matt. Like he's yeah. so great. Oh my gosh. Like he's a firefighter. You yeah. Know? It's
0: just weird too. Like we did long distance while we were in college. Cause he went back home, like to Arizona. So we were kind of long distance up until COVID. So like for the two and a half, like three years. And then having him home was like, oh, this is so nice. Like everyone was so upset about COVID. I was like, I love it. Like he's home. I get to experience this. Like this is great. And then graduate when we graduated last year and him being home now too, it's like, wow, this is like so nice. And like, I'm very excited for the next step. I think it's just Like you're saying, we're just kind of so comfortable, and we're kind of just riding this wave where we're like, we don't like need to move out. Like we're here now. Like it's just nice to have him here, where it's so different from like not being able to see him whenever I want, like want to. So, yeah, I think, I think it is nice though. I'm glad I did not have to have be a part of the dating scene like Mm -hmm. during COVID and this experience because talking to friends, it seems like it was a lot.
1: Yeah, definitely, and just college is different too like I've noticed because you know we're fresh out too, less than three years out so it's pretty recent and people aren't talking like they used to like I remember at least my college experience through COVID and then even when we went back on the campuses was just like even now to this day like Hannah's still finishing up over there at Cal State Long Beach and she's not talking to people like people aren't talking in classrooms you just sit there in your bubble wait for the person to talk and then you like sprint out and it's kind of like unfortunate you know
0: yeah, I feel like that's it's just not me. Like I know when I was cuz I went to Cal State Fullerton, so when I was there, like also art, it's just I'm so like an oddball of that group. Like I just feel like no one wants to talk and no one wants to communicate. So like when I'm like super like outgoing and like really talkative, people like kind of are like ah, oh, like kind of like go away from like don't like don't talk to me, yeah. like especially with COVID it was like super overwhelming for some people. So I felt like, okay, like I'm like, I know I'm kind of frustrated. And no one wants to talk, but I understand. I mean, it was a scary time and like, you don't really know if someone still has COVID or not. So.
1: Yeah. And it's so weird, at least for me, cause I'm always the type of guy that like, let's say we're sitting some, I always spark up a conversation yeah, with people and too. I don't even do good. Let's say at normal parties because I'm always like, I don't really do the small talk. I ask like, I'm like, oh, I like that outfit. Like, where'd you get that? You know, what's crazy. That company, the history of this company, you know what I mean? And then we just start going and it's just, people aren't really doing that. That's a big reason why I even started the podcast was just how rare and how often do you get to sit down and talk for an hour or so with somebody that, you know, isn't in your immediate, like five group of friends, you know, that you hang out with. And it's one of those things with guys too, as far as communication I don't know, guys might be getting lonelier. And it's kind of a little bit scary, but it's like I had to create something to where... It's, it's a little weird to ask a guy, hey, come sit down in my living room and we're just going to talk, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that's a no immediately. But if I go, hey, come sit down and let's have a podcast, yeah. then it's, oh yeah, well, we're doing something. Yeah. Like it's not, we're not going to stare and look into each other's <laughs> eyes and, you know, drink coffee. But it's like, if we're making a podcast, now you'll tell me this story about, you know, this or that. And yeah. it's just a great thing.
0: Or I always feel like too, like it gets a little frustrating because I feel like I'm always the one that's like putting effort into trying to text people and being like, hey, let's go do this. Or like, let's just get coffee. Like, let's just talk. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like people don't want to make time. And that's fine. But like, at the same time, like, I'm putting my effort into talking and like wanting to make time, even though I have a busy schedule. too. Yep.
1: But and that's the word too that I'm trying to I've eradicated from my vocabulary. You'll never hear me say busy. Like, yeah, because even the career that I'm in, I'm in finance now. Mm-hmm. And like, with the podcast, if I ask somebody, hey, can I have an hour of your time, right? Oh, I'm busy. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 you're not busy. You have the same twenty four hours that I have. Yeah. However, you're just saying that I'm not important enough. That's yeah. almost like what I hear. And it's yeah. cool. Like I'm not offended. No. I would just rather you said that. Like, no, I don't care about yeah. your podcast. Or like I don't care. Just I'm busy. Okay. Well, time management. Have yeah. a calendar. Like even thank you for rescheduling. Because yeah, that was something too, to where I'm a stickler to where like if it starts at eleven, it's starting at eleven. Yeah. Like you showed up on time, perfect. Let's start rolling. Yeah. But like I just had a migraine, and I knew that I was just gonna be sitting there dead, like yeah. drunk on the wall while you're, you're okay. talking. No, you're good. So, Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah,
0: but yeah, I feel like I feel like you just have to make time for you know yourself and also for other people like that you care about and like your friends and family. Like it's another form of self like love. Like yeah. Surrounding yourself with people that you care about and that care about you So I feel like you should try to make time for them
1: Tell me too, sort of a little bit about your process with staying organized, too Because that's something that me and hannah have worked on. Yeah, I am extremely disciplined with myself If I say i'm working out in the morning i'm working out in the morning. It's happening If hannah gets scheduled but i'll skip work. Yeah, like let's say if I got scheduled Obviously luckily I control my own schedule now with this career but I will skip other people's things before I skip my own things, yeah. which is healthy to a certain extent, but also it can be a little selfish. Hannah's the opposite. She's so kind and caring. She'll show up to work. She'll show up to school. Yeah. But if she says, like, oh, I was gonna take a self-care day or something like that, she'll just push that down the road. Yeah. So it's like, how do you approach that?
0: Well, I feel like I kind of am leaning on the end of how Hannah is. I just feel like I've always been like trying to be a people pleaser. Um, I kind of pushed myself aside, but I also have been trying to do more self-care, um, with my, I kind of was just going, going, going with school. Like I wanted to finish because with a bachelor in fine art, you have to do more units. So I had to, I wanted to finish though in my four years, I did not want to like go longer during COVID like in school. So I just like took extra classes, and I was working, and I was doing my own Etsy business, so a lot of it was really overwhelming, but at the same time, I was like, I just want to get through it, because in my head, it is kind of for me, just not in the moment, but, like, later on, like, now I can kind of relax, and I'm enjoying myself now more than I did a year ago, so I feel like, yes, technically, I skipped some self-care and self-love then, but, like, now I have way more self-love and time for myself. So. I kind of look more forward and that's kind of how I I tackle it or approach it. But yeah, Yeah,
1: no, that's awesome. Tell me, how do you define art? That's kind of a broad question, but what is is art to you?
0: I think art is something that um, you can create like yourself and then have, it's a passion, but also like an experience for someone else. Like I feel like art can kind of cater to any world of like creativity. Like one of my, um, my main job right now, um, is actually, um, I'm a florist, but I manage at a flower shop. So, you know, before this was during COVID, I didn't have a job and I was kind of stressing out cause I was like, Oh my God, everything shut down. And what do I do? Um, and I actually got this job at this flower shop and I've never really, been in like with flowers or done any floral stuff and going into it I was just kind of like I'll just do the customer service and we'll just see maybe I'll touch some flowers but now three years later I'm managing um, both stores and I actually design and it's a very creative out- outlook and like realizing that even that's really like that is art like it's a form of art so I feel like something that you can create and that you can put out to the world where they can interpret it like their own way is very like is a very artistic look at something
1: that's awesome yeah i really like that what's your favorite flower
0: my favorite flower um they're called sweet peas so they're um they're they can you can grow them here they're just really temperamental um so our flower shop is a higher end flower shop where we get a lot of stuff out of countries so ours come from japan and they're really beautiful and they smell really like lovely
1: they're called sweet peas they're called
0: sweet peas um it's a very strong fragrance, but they're really pretty and then like in a field or like in a bundle of flowers. I definitely have a picture. Oh
1: yeah, right here.
0: Yeah, they're really pretty. So, um and they're special. They're hard to get and hard to like find a really perfect looking um stock of it. So, I just think they're really cool.
1: But... Yeah. No. Now, I want to talk about your mastery with the pencil, with yeah. the pen, with whatever it is that you're using. Where do you even start? That's what I want to talk about. Like, let's say you're drawing those eyes that yeah. you used to post, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, is there a foundation? How do you, atta- I want to hear step by step. Yeah. What is the approach?
0: So it kind of just depends. Um, I typically take all of my pictures. So um, I don't copy other people's work um, unless I'm doing something in particular, like a master study is what it's called. When you're looking at someone else's work and you're trying to re- re- like master it, you're trying to ma- master what they're doing. Um, but typically it's my own photos. So like in high school when I was doing a lot of the eye drawings, um, for, I did AP art. So for my project, I chose to do, um, the life through one's eyes. So the concept was that I had different people in my life, um, and I would take pictures of their eyes or some, their faces up close. And I would draw something that meant something to them within their eye reflection. So, um, some of it comes through photos. Some of it's like through just stuff in my head. So, Generally, I start with a photo and then um, I kind of base it off of what I want it to look like. So if I want it to be smaller or larger, then I kind of figure out like, okay, how big of a paper I want. And then from there, I just do a light sketch of like my outline of like what the photo like very basic shapes look like. And then from there, I don't really draw anything else. You just have to fill it in with the color pencil. So you kind of just go in knowing like, all right, (laughs) I'm like going to start with this corner, like a puzzle kind of how you would put a puzzle together. You want to start with the outside and kind of work your way in because you have to consider smudging and reaching your hand over or um, just if you if you smear something like then you're going to, it's going to get messed up. So you kind of start with the out, outer part of the picture and then work your way in.
1: And how do you make something look so realistic though? Like, if you ask me to draw a person, it's a stick figure. That's yeah. all I got, right? How do you see like shades and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like where do you, do do people teach you this or do you just practice trial and error or what?
0: Well, like it's it's kind of funny cuz I feel like um like I said, it's like starting really young, my art kind of like sparked from my dad drawing a lot and he was a very realistic drawer. So I think seeing him, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do it like that. So I kept trying and trying and it didn't look great. Like, let me tell you at the beginning <laughs> or like even like middle school, I remember it was like a better drawer at like my school, but at the same time, there were people better than me. So then I felt like, you know, I had to try to prove myself like I could do, I could do this. So, I mean, it took a lot of Getting used to and then once we got to high school, like I started taking actual art classes and then that was like where it was like, okay, like here's some foundation. This is how you can start something. Um, I never was really taught to do the color pencil. My dad would just show me like this is how I do it. Um, And now he jokes like, I showed you and now you're better than me. So that's really annoying. But um, it's just a technique of how you work with the color pencil. It's just how, um, not necessarily like the drawing itself, because again, I feel like if you look at the drawing before it's colored in, it looks really wonky because it's just shapes. Like it's more of like, I see shapes and then I build off of those shapes. So it starts with just like a circle for our head. And then it's kind of like some almonds for shape for the eyes and then a little structure for the nose. But then once you go in with the color pencil, um, I think I just got really strong over the years with color theory and knowing, oh, if I, it's like five to 10 different colors I put on top of each other and like, oh, this would be the shadow. And just kind of building up, you learn like after a while, this makes it look curvy and this makes it look smooth and this makes it look like that. So I think that's kind of just how it builds up. But I don't think it was ever really taught um, besides like color theory in general like the color wheel and Oh that's that kind awesome of thing. Mm-hmm. That's
1: really cool I like it when you nerd out like that yes yeah. that's, that's the stuff yeah. I want to hear about so I it's kind of weird because I don't consider myself creative. But here's the weird part. I look at it in a different way to where I know I am creative, but I think I look at myself as more of an engineer of discipline. And that's where my successes came from Mm -hmm. in the form where it's like a lot of people can, let's say, walk from here to the pier, right? However, the difference between me is I'll walk from here to the pier and back and forth and back and forth until I die. And I'm assuming that you're going to die before I die. So that's where my success... It's like hard work. So it's one of those things to where I look at that as my form of art. Like if you watch, just like Kino. Kino's a fucking artist. When we unleash that animal and he does what he's designed to do and just wrestles and he's just a ferocious little fur missile, it's art. Like I look at it and I'm like, wow, God really made you to do this. And you're the best thing I've seen. I've been around thousands of dogs and that dog wants to eat people yeah. like when he flips a switch, yeah. like you're in here, but if someone came in here and tried to touch you and he gets that vibe, he's going to work. Like yeah. it's, that's sometimes the, my favorite type of art. Like, I don't know. What do you, what would you call that dark art or like, well,
0: I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like even for you, um, like y- y- I know you say you're not like, you don't think you're creative, but I mean, you're doing this podcast and you have like a really well-spoken voice and you, you know, share your thoughts really well. So I feel like that's creative too. Like you being able to like express yourself as a form of art.
1: Yeah. In this
0: in this way. So I think that's very creative of you. So I mean, you know, it's just someone else it's just someone else's perception too.
1: I think I know what it is. I like my favorite type of art is the one that represents emotions the most. Yeah. So if I see I love hip hop. Hip hop yeah. is the greatest form of representation of human struggle mm-hmm. through music, yeah. in my opinion. That's what yeah. I think. That might even be a fact. But I like the art of um, also too, when people, I love hearing when people have a blank canvas mm-hmm. and then they create with it. It's like, who created David? Who's the artist? Michelangelo. That, okay. Michelangelo. There was some quote that I read in a book or heard it on podcast that was like, that was that started off as a block, right? And they're yeah. like, "How did you create David?" And he goes, "No, you just basically take away everything that's not David, right?" Yeah. Like, have you heard a quote similar yeah, to that? Yeah, I
0: also I forget if it was based on um, date Michelangelo's David or something else, but it was something like, "I saw an angel um within the block and I carved it." Yeah, like that's just so poetic and it's insane that like that's just he saw that because I I'm actually very it's funny you say that because I feel like marble work. And, like, sculpting is something I'm thoroughly impressed with art-wise because I cannot do it. Uh Like, it's just, like, extremely, like, complex to me. So it's crazy to me that someone can grab a chisel and see a block of marble and be like, yep, I I know what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. I think that's something that I'd be interested in. Like, a sculpting like that, that's what I'm going to do. When I get some room, I'm going to just start chiseling chiseling away at shit. And I'm going to figure it out. Also those, I like wood art too. Like honestly, half of my reels on Instagram yeah. are honestly art because yeah. it's just like so cool. I like people that do shit that I can't do. Yeah. And it's like they made a dog out of wood and it's like a life size. Like it looked like Kino, and I was like, I'd like to hire somebody yeah. to like do something like that. But artists, like the way they look at it is I think artists are some of the most prominent icons that we've had over all yeah. of time because They inspire you. Like, my definition of an icon is somebody who inspires you to succeed in something outside of whatever their mastery is. Yeah. So... Uh, I was just talking about this like an episode or two ago, but it's like Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. He's the most inspirational human for me because I don't box. I have no intention of fighting anybody. But the fact that he goes, I'm going to show you how great I really am, that work ethic that he put in, I can take that in anything that I'm trying to do. So who are some of your favorite artists or icons that you feel inspired by?
0: Well, I feel like um, in the realm of art specifically, one of the... Big ones for me was, like, Thomas Kincaid because growing up, um, he's, an, he's an artist known for, like, he's called the curator of light. So, um, if like, any of his paintings, they're all painting-based, but he does, he did, like, a Disney, like, 50-year anniversary, and he just had bunch, a bunch of different, like, princess paintings. They're huge, like, the size of the wall, and it's, like, they're just, it's, like, there's sparkles and light, like, lights. Like, it looks like there's an actual light shining from the image itself. And it's just insane to me that you can make that look so realistic. So I think to me, it was like a very inspiration of like what I like to do. I like to make it look very realistic for that reason. But um, besides him, like just some artists, like more like musically inclined, I feel like are very inspiring just like, cause I can't not musically inclined like singing. So I think when people have really beautiful voices or, like you were saying, can, like, speak through their songs it is, like, very, like, impressive to me and very, icon like, icon-based.
1: Yeah. Who's your favorite, like, who are some of your favorite musical artists then? top. Let's just put two of your favorite artists.
0: I feel like it just varies. It just varies, but I think every time, it's, it's funny, but, like, every time I hear, like, Post Malone, like, scene, my God, I'm just like, whoa. Like, he has... It's crazy how... He has such a different persona, persona when, like, you look at him, which is hor- like you know bad to say, but I feel like a lot of people judge him based on how he looks. And then the man opens his voice, like mouth, and he just sings so beautifully. It's just crazy to me.
1: Post Malone. But it's such
0: a vibe. So I think he's really great. And then I just went um, to an Ed Sheeran concert, Ooh. and here, like, seeing him perform and seeing and do I know he wrote it all like it's just so impressive to me I just think it's like like that's like so mind-blowing to me that someone has that much talent in music I
1: like how your favorite singers are two of the ugliest guys that <laughs> are- <laughs>
0: well because I don't look at that I look at I listen it's to just them.
1: funny though because I was yeah. literally telling Hannah like I love Ed Sheeran he's yeah. my favorite and I think he's I would say even underrated like as he's famous as underrated. he is yeah. he's not in the conversation no. of like oh yeah Ed Sheeran yeah he's the best like yeah. that's he's the shit but if he could not sing I know yeah I don't know what he would be doing because I know. that guy oh boy
0: but yeah it's just it's so crazy cuz I liked him like anyway like I loved him too like his music and everything but seeing him like in person and he is such a nice human being because we were in Denver um Andrew's my boyfriend so Andrew and I were in Denver for on a trip and um, Ironically he was performing so we're like, oh we gotta get tickets because it's way cheaper there than it was here So we're like we're gonna get ch- tickets and we're so excited, but the weather was so bad It was delayed two hours. So mm-hmm. it didn't even start till like nine thirty at night and he was so understanding he played his entire set he didn't like stop early. He was like, we're just going to keep going until like we're done. And he just He's was solid guy. he was up there by himself performing and he had, I forget what they're called, but they're like those little machines on the floor where he presses it and it records part of him playing oh, the guitar. I've and seen then... a video of him doing that. So, you got to see him do that? Yeah, that's he cool. has five of them like around the stage and he just walks around and he does it for each one and it just keeps going and going. He's up there by himself. No band. I'm just oh, like, it's so insane cool. to experience. That's it's crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Are you
1: a nighttime person or a morning person? Oh,
0: I'm nighttime all, all the way. Oh, I guess yeah? I think, too, with like art, like I was like such a procrastinator that like I'd be like, oh, I need to like get this project done. So I would just be up till like three o'clock, like mm. pull all night sometimes like so my sleep schedule got so messed up from high school and college that I'm like, well, now I just can't go to bed. <laughs>
1: That's crazy. So, For me, sleep is like the biggest currency that I have. Yeah. Like I'll flat out tell you like, like let's say you were here at like 9 30, yeah. right? At 9 35, I'd be like, hey, you're welcome to stay as long as you want. Yeah. I'm going to bed. Like,
0: yeah. Well, I I like respect and I love sleep, but like I like definitely if I'm like home, because I am like pretty I'm not really home that frequently because of work and everything, but when I'm home and I have like a day to myself, my self care is napping. like I will sleep. like
1: no <laughs> one wake me up,
0: I will be sleeping. um so I just feel like sometimes though coming home from work now being older, I like don't I can't stay up past like one o'clock unless yeah. like I'm out and like about and going, like I'm in bed asleep or reading like so.
1: That's awesome. (laughs) Do you like sleep with your cat too? Does your cat cuddle?
0: Yeah. So, um, we actually, she's she's only a kitten. So, um, we rescued her. Um, she was in our backyard like for like six days. And my mom is not a pet person, but I was like, Mom, this is like a baby. Like this cat's so little. I'm like, can I? I'm gonna take it to the vet. Doesn't have a collar. And she was like okay, like, in hopes, like, this, like, cat, like, is owned by someone, and it didn't have a microchip or anything, and they're like, yeah, she's six months old, and I'm like, I'm not leaving her or putting her up for adoption, like, I'm taking her, and my mom, it took some adjusting, but she finally, like, got okay with it, so now it's, it's been since October, so it's almost been a year that we've had her, but she, um, I think because she was kind of feral for a while, she, like, was not trusting Mm. of, like, I can sleep with someone like I'm not very comfortable yet. Um, but now she's gotten to the point where, yes, she is comfortable and I'm her person. But now it's gotten to the point where, like I just said, not a morning person. And I'm hearing being woken up by my loud ass cat at like 430 in the morning. Like, really? feed, me, oh. feed me. And she won't stop even after I like give her food. She, What's the like, cat's name? It's Shadow. She's Shadow. a black cat. Um, she has a little white patch though, like right here, and like she's a Halloween cat with like the yellow eyes. But yeah, she's like so persistent. Uh, the other morning, I I like was like she'll just stop, like because she just wanted treats. I already fed her, and I was like she'll just stop. And it was an hour and a half until she <laughs> gave up. Like she was talking that whole time. So I don't know. I got a broken cat, I guess, because everyone that comes in, she's so talkative. They're like, wow, she talks a lot. And I'm like, yeah, she has a lot to say every day. So. <laughs> Yeah, but she's sweet. She's very. She can be cuddly. She's just a kitten, so she's like kind of like how I'm sure your dog was when he was a a, a puppy. They're Not just at a all. very active.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Active. Running
0: around like all the time. She like parkours off of our walls. That's like fun. she jumps up on my bed and just like is like zooming. She's yeah. She's crazy.
1: <laughs> Keno has two triggers, and that's it. It's okay. homeless people and cool. cats. So those are the only things that he hates. And we used to be homeless people. That one's understandable. We get that one. But Hannah was walking him one time and there was a cat that scratched him when he was a puppy in his nose. And he was like, from that moment, it's on. Like anytime he sees a cat, he's like, and I even tested it out. Like I put him, I gave him a little bit of leash to see like, maybe he's not going to like try to eat that. He wants to eat the cat.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think my cat wants to eat a dog sometimes because we're at the groomers and because I... I try to clip her nails myself and it just does not work. Like she's just not for it. So I'm mm. like, all right, I'll just, I'll just pay someone to do it. So I took her to the groomer the other day and it's funny cause she's like so sweet. Like even the groomer's like, she's like one of the sweetest cats, but she growls at me and she's like, she won't bite or she won't scratch, but she growls like mm. not hisses. She growls. And I'm like, what's that sound like? Like I've never heard her growl. So then the other night a cat actually was in our backyard and she started growling at it. And oh. I was like, I have never heard a cat growl, yeah. but she does it with dogs too. Cause we were at the groomer the other day and I had to pay. So I put her carrier on the ground and a guy came in with his two little dog, like tiny dogs, like nothing threatening. They weren't even barking. And then my crazy cat growls at them through the, the crate. That's and I'm funny. like, Oh my God.
1: Are you like <laughs> walking this cat?
0: To no. ship a harness or anything? Uh, okay, so I bought a harness, but it's not. It's I don't think it's it's like a no-go. Cause she's like she got out actually like two weeks ago and like at night and I was like so freaked out because we live on Henrietta, so like I was just worried mm. about like cars and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I'm so worried that this cat's gonna like get hit. And cause I she hasn't been out since we brought her back in so I was like oh my gosh so I was like maybe I should get a harness so she can go out at least during the day so she has some outside time won't even I put it on and she just like limps and she's like (laughs) she's like oh my gosh like what is happening and then she didn't realize there was a leash so then she tried to bolt in my in my room and I just like she just pulled me like a dog I'm like she she's a dog I have a dog (laughs) that's cool yeah but
1: I like it. Cat people are interesting. As long as you're not like walking the cat on a yeah. harness and being weird and like putting her in like backpacks no. and you put her in outfits or anything. <laughs> no,
0: I have not. No, I, I'm, i she I'm, doesn't have a Halloween costume. She doesn't have up. a collar. She doesn't have a collar. Uh, she's just all just her. She's yeah. a little
1: wild. I she's like a
0: little, it. she's a feral cat. That's for sure. But it's okay. <laughs> it's
1: okay. I'm down for like Hannah or somebody to get some cats. We just have to have like more land and a property. Like I want an indoor outdoor cat. Yeah. That like, poops outside, does its things, yeah. bring me back birds or, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, go hunt, do your thing, and then, like, that would be cool.
0: I think I would be less stressed if it was more, like, not so, like, city. Like, with just the streets, that just is what really stresses me out. with yeah. like, the cars on Delamo and Henrietta, so I just feel like, you know, it's better to... Well, we, she is also autoimmune, my vet was saying, because she was really sick when we found her. Mm. So they recommend just not having her outside frequently because she could contract like ammonia and so i it's more of like i can't really have her outside but if i were to get other cats i feel like i would let her have like outside time with like a harness so she can't like be out for a long period of time like the vet's saying and then have like my other cats like be able to go in and out whenever but we'll see i actually was never a cat person i was really freaked out and scared of cats actually until i found her because i was like i just don't want her to be alone and i've like completely shifted i'm like shocked i and my mom my mom and i were just so terrified because i was actually attacked by a cat growing up like really badly where i just
1: that's crazy had
0: such a yeah i it jumped on my face and it was a it was a and it just like i had scars for such a long time on my like down my forehead and it was just so embarrassing to have to like going to school and stuff so i was like so like anti-cat for a long time and then Finding her it really shifted my perspective. They're so easy to take care of. They're really sweet if you like train them to be, and they're just very loving and they're very smart. Like,
1: I got attacked by a cat, but it was my fault when I was kid. I <gasps> yanked the hell out of the cat's tail, and my oh, mom said, no. "Don't pull the cat's tail." It yeah. came around and swatted me. Oh and I, was like, man. I was like, "Oh, that cat's kind of mean." Yeah, <laughs> they
0: do. They do know their like their breaking point for uh-huh. sure. Like dogs, I feel like are very patient. Cats are not like. They're like, okay, you're done petting me. Yeah. Like, and she'll like, she won't do anything, but she'll kind of warn you. Like she'll kind of boop you like with her hand, but that she's like, hey,
1: claws will come out next time. Like,
0: don't do that. So
1: oh, that's kind of cute. I like that as far as art. So I have this vision. I'm going to build a school one day.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm going to build a school for young people that were similar to me that it's impossible for them to sit and listen to somebody talk for eight hours a day just it can't happen there's no reason for that to still be the way that modern schools are working yeah um i was obviously a former athlete i needed movement i have to do something like that and i learn a lot through like what my interests were It was never art, but somebody who... I I just want to create a school with more options. Mm -hmm. What would the art sector of a school look like if you were to create it completely upside down from whatever the rules and regulations are now? If you had a young person that was just like, I don't care about history. I don't care about any of this. How can you use art to teach them about history? Or, you know what I mean? Like all sorts of things like that.
0: I just... I feel like there's a lot of ways to go about it because I feel like even they tried it in our curriculum like very like at a very minimal like effort to implement art but I feel like that was like not by choice so like you you know like you were saying like for you it's like even more frustrating that like you couldn't because you were saying stick figures is like your way of drawing like it's frustrating for a kid who actually doesn't care for art like to have to try to do a project that they're going to be graded on Mm. and it, it has to like Look nice and artistic i feel like that's why some people's like parents always got involved and like would do it and i think that's really like flustering for some kids because it's not it's not what they want to do art like creatively so i feel like there should be multiple options like implemented like in learning like different subjects like you could maybe like sing a song like as your project or you can like talk about it if that's like your expression of like creativity or like write a poem or then like or also draw something and express like this is what I'm learning in history. Like I feel like there should be options of different creative outlets. Like it should not just be like drawing.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. I like that. And then also too the idea of how do you grade art? You can't grade art, right? I like, feel
0: like it's more on effort and like effort, eff- okay. actually them seeming like they want to participate. I feel like that's where then kids would shine more. I feel like I I have I grew up and I still have really bad anxiety. So like for me, I like hated test taking. Test taking was like my like my worst nightmare because it, especially when it was time like ACT SAT, mm-hmm. I did horrible because it was just like so stressful for me. I, I couldn't even think about the actual test. I was just like having like five thousand thoughts going through my head. So I feel like when it came when it comes to like having that option. There should be like an amount, like a sense of greeting with effort, like you putting effort in, wanting to sing a song, and like the amount of effort that you did. Rather than like a poem, it's like, oh, George Washington, the end. Like, you know, like that effort level is very low. But if you're actually passionate about like poetry and that's what you chose, like there are so many options and there should be effort put in to like that project of like what you wanted to do.
1: That's honestly, if I could get something like tattooed on my forehead. That's one of the biggest (laughs) lessons my dad taught me is you control your effort. Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's like, I like that. You hit the nail right on the head. Tell me about anxiety though, because, and more importantly, have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Because you're talking about test taking. Yeah. I'm cool at taking tests. Like I'm cool at doing stuff. I just, I always felt like I didn't belong in school. Yeah. So now- they gave me that degree and they said, get on your merry way. I wake up so happy. Every single day I wake up, I go, Oh, we're by the beach. We're doing this. Like I got some big things that we're doing. We're, you know, putting things in place to build things out, but I just wasn't supposed to be in school. It wasn't designed to do it. It wasn't for me, you know?
0: I a hundred percent agree. I feel like, um, I feel like with, with anxiety, um, it's funny because I feel like I like to look at us like opposite of like what like in the sense of like what you really like versus like what I didn't like about school. I did not. I hated tests and I hated public speaking. Oh. My public speaking, my anxiety kicked in like a hundred like percent. I would just like lose my thought process completely. I would like be shaking. I would be sweating. I would lose my train of thought and I couldn't even like get it out. Sometimes I'm not even an emotional person like in the sense of like I don't cry very much. Which is crazy, but it just doesn't really come out unless I'm like having a panic attack, which would happen with public speaking. Yeah. For me. So I always like to say, oh, well, if I ever become famous, I pick the right career because I don't really have to go up and talk ever. I'm behind. I'm Those like behind the art. Behind the, art. the art speaks oh. for itself.
1: We would be the best, like, group project (laughs) partners because i was looking for you and all my you would have been one of my classes we never
0: had classes together which was so interesting because i was also saying like it's funny because when i was saying oh i'm gonna be doing the pot like podcast to my mom Uh and like my dad was like yeah adventure and like they actually like know you because you would always come back from like football or track and you park on my street and then my dad would always be like yeah the football player that would always talk to you Uh like like we just vibe but yeah. like we never had a class together so it was always so interesting but yeah we would have been like perfect like group partners yeah you're the whole package i need, uh-huh. and the whole package you need and
1: i just like it's the best i used to love that because i like that was how i got through school honestly yeah. was i find hannah hannah started as a crutch like yeah. she has the opposite she's similar to you where I see things in a very, yeah, artistic, but I don't see it as art. I just see it as like, you got shit, you got to get done. Like, I see it in my head, boom, that's got to get done. Let's kill that problem, kill that problem, kill that problem. And then uh, Hannah goes, well, like, how about we eat dinner? And I was like, oh, yeah, we should eat dinner. Like, it's just just something we should do. So, like, without Hannah, we just, I wouldn't have ate dinner. And then you keep going. When I get hungry, I'll eat. But... No, like the way I was able to get through like certain institutions like that was I would find, let's say somebody who's clearly nervous, but very talented. And I go like, Oh yeah, this guy or this girl, shit, this is good work. You took 10 pages of notes. I have no notes here. Let's do this. Put all these notes on a PowerPoint send it to me the night before or you don't even have to send it the night before i'll just ride it yeah. just raw dog it up there and we'll see what's like going that? on
0: like that worst nightmare i can't believe you can do that
1: yeah but here's the thing is that was my greatest time i never got a grade on that yeah. obviously we'd be in whatever and i'd be up there like oh yeah steve jobs did that oh he really did that all right guys i got it blah blah blah, blah, blah and i would flip yeah. it and then i realized once i got out into the real world if i actually study and put some effort into like what i'm doing the podcast whatever yeah. learn how to edit Learn how to do this stuff, shit, magic happens. Like yeah. it's almost like a hack. Like I take tests now, or I do things like I'm studying for a like it's a stockbroker's license. Yeah. It's your Series Seven. That's what I'm working on, and taking the quizzes after I actually read the material, blowing through yeah. them like boom, 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 boom. Versus I used to just have to get up there and like guess it and do that and. Man, I like how do you how are you scared to talk to people? Like I get it people are different, you know. Well, that's but,
0: but that's the thing. I'm not scared to talk to people because I'm very outgoing and I'm very good with like interpersonal communication. I'm really bad with public like a group like more than like 20 people.
1: Yeah, what's the difference?
0: Tim, I don't know why. I feel like the, I feel like the difference is that a lot of the time when you're going up to public speak, at least in school, it's not something that you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. It's not something. Oh fuck! It, is that my OJ? It is your OJ. Oh no! Is it spilling? No, it's 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 closed. Oh perfect. Um, it's just one of those things that I feel like it was never something that like I wanted to talk about. Like mm-hmm. it was always like a script. Or something I had to write that I'm not super confident in, so I think it was stressful. of like my anxiety would get to me, like, up, oh, you're gonna do, you're gonna, you're gonna mess up. It's gonna go badly. Oh, I see. Or I remember eighth grade was just, <laughs> like, um, I I know you um you weren't you didn't go to Burtland or you weren't um you weren't in California yet, but one of my teachers was just I won't name her, but she was just like, heinous and just like she um. Had us do, she was my history teacher, and I would have to, we had to stand up and do, recite the presidents, and then we had to do it forward and backward, and backward was extra credit, and I was trying to just do it forward, and as I was, like, stumbling on a couple presidents, I was just, like, trying not to, like, get into my panic mode, and she was like, just picture everyone naked, and then everyone started laughing, and then I was just like, I can't do this. Aww.
1: And I was like... You're giving me anxiety. Yeah, just like, you thinking- know what I mean? But like, it was just like,
0: so embarrassing. And that's like, a prime time of like, fuck everyone in this class. Sorry. I didn't know if I <laughs> everyone oh, you
1: in can this, say what, fuck everyone, shit.
0: everyone in this class was like just staring at me laughing. And this is like when like, you know, your crush could be in the class or like catty girls could be in the class. I'm just like, this is so horrible. And like, I think from that point I was like, I can't do public speaking.
1: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. No, when I, when you take me through your like point of view of it, it scares me. My point of view, it's the complete opposite. It goes, oh, I can finally have my time in the class. I have all 30 people. They all have venture in their mind. If I can kill right now, if I can get a couple jokes in and get that rise that I want, like talk about the teacher's big butt or something, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, it's like... Oh, that's gold. It's yeah. It's the highest currency that I can have.
0: Yeah. But I feel like... But then, too, like, um, with my... Because my... Andrew's, like, that, like, super personable in the sense of, like, public speaking. Because, like, that's kind of where his job's, like, he's very... Has to be super social and What's super, he into right now? So, he's um, out of out of house advertising. So, he does, like... Um, he gets vendors to... Um, he works for Peacock. So, Peacock... Oh, that's cool. Gets their like gives money for their agency to then find vendors that have billboards to put their ads up peacocks ad- ads cool. up on so he has to talk to a bunch of vendors and go to a bunch of different events and all of this stuff and i'm like i'm like thrive in that portion but then having to talk about anything like work-wise and then having to like present it and all of that is just like not me and i'm like that's your talent like i think that's a huge talent and mm. a huge asset like for you too. Like, I feel like that's a, like for me, it's something I can't do. So I am just so impressed when people can do it. Cause I'm just like, wow, I wish I can just be so confident like that up on a stage. But if I'm standing next to our piece of mine and people are coming up looking at it and then asking me questions, I'm totally fine in that setting. It's just mm. like everyone's staring at me and just waiting for me to talk. It's just like, no, I get that. My like yeah. fight or flight, just like run.
1: <laughs> yeah. You have some like a different wiring yeah. in there. I also too, it's funny you say that because I am a little bit jealous sometimes of people who can sit in the background Yeah. because I lose interest. Like I wish I, and sometimes it comes off as unsupportive, Yeah. but like, it's so weird sometimes like you have, like you have time. Like let's say I was supporting you. You have like five art pieces you're showing or whatever. We get to three of them. Right. Yeah. And then I get that little Spidey sense feeling on the fourth one where I'm just like, Oh, well she lost me. It could be the greatest thing ever. Right. And I'm just like, she lost me. Yeah. I have to go. Hannah even says that too, or sometimes we'll be at dinner parties or something. And they'll just be like, you looked so disinterested in what was going Like the representation that <laughs> yeah. you had right now was not a good first impression. Yeah. You need to really pep it up on the second one. And I'll be like, oh yeah, no, they want, yeah, they want venture. I'll give them venture. Like, yeah. and then I'll really make amends and stuff. But it's like the level of care that I don't have for like other people's opinion of me. Is just zero percent. Like yeah. it's, I'm so comfortable. Like you could literally just be like, "Hey, fuck you, Venture. I think you're a <sighs> horrible human." And I go, "Well, Haley doesn't think that. Yeah. you know, like she she said I was great. So like, what? There's maybe something's wrong with you. Like yeah. my bad. It's your cup of tea. But that's so cool. I like hearing about like people, different people's wiring and anxiety and stuff like yeah. that. Hmm.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I just always been. I think again, like it is just from like I think also too. I. <laughs> I did piano for a while and I had to do piano recitals. And one time I messed up and there was a lot of people there and it was around this exact same time that public speaking incident happened. So I think just multiple things right after the other of like public, like public speaking or like public experiences, like was horrible for me that I was just like, this is not happening. So I think Mm -hmm. it was more of like a, a series of events rather than just like the one but I still get in the back of my head, like, I know I'm fine. This is OK. But I never also, too, I've never experienced like talking about art in a public, like a huge setting. And I feel like that I would be way more comfortable with or like more like kind of the structure of like a TED talk. I feel like if I'm talking about, you know, my life and like kind of like this, but in a bigger scale, I feel like then my anxiety would kind of calm down. I think it's more, again, like the subjects of like, I, I'm not interested in it. The piano was like, I just wanted to learn it. I didn't want to have to do this whole like performing portion. But with my teacher, we had to. So yeah. it was kind of just like a I was forced to do these things that I was just not comfortable with. So it ruined my perspective of it.
1: Ah, I see that you talk about like TED Talks and stuff what are do you are you a big podcast person do you read a lot do you watch a lot of like documentaries or movies where do you like to learn your information um
0: i love reading so i have been a, like an avid reader the past since i graduated i've just because i always loved reading growing up but it, like i was so busy all the time it just always kind of like again like i hate using the word busy but i just didn't prioritize it at all yeah um It's because I also feel like with school, when you have to read a bunch of stuff you don't want to, again, it really turns you off from reading like you want to Mm. at the same time. So I just kind of pushed it aside. And then when I graduate, I'm like, you know what? I really want to get back into this. And I've been reading a lot consistently. And just um, I really like memoirs. Um, I think they're really interesting. I love to hear about people's struggles and like their experiences. Um, So that's really what I've been interested in. And also just some fictions like thrillers or you know something that like ooh, i just want to keep reading and flipping the page so yeah i think that's where i like to learn the most i mean doc- yeah, bo- documentaries too but
1: books are awesome too but there's i mean i would say school has done more of turning people off of reading yeah. than it has like you hit it right on the head because reading the great gatsby i have no like interests at all yeah. and you're forced to do that but like you you know I'm a big reader we always just yeah. I when I found some stuff to where it was like resonating with me and what I like to do do readings this shit
0: it's so it's so much fun i'm like really enjoying it and it i just feel like such a nerd with like my cat and my book and just like sipping my like coffee i'm just like this is like but i'm so excited to do yeah. this like every day like it's great <laughs> um like every morning before like i go to lady, work it's huh? nice yeah i'm like wow like Oh, it's such a relief. I was also, when I was driving here, I was like, oh, people have school today. Like, I
1: was just
0: like, I "I don't though. It's so nice. That's
1: been a weird feeling too because Hannah's in her last year finishing up. And this is the first year where I've come through a fall where I just have work to do. And it's like, as long as I hit my minimums, my quotas, you know, like reach out to people, everything's good. But I was like, I feel so anxiety free of like the rules make sense out here. And that was a thing too, where it's just like, If I understand the rent has to get paid on the first, it's a guarantee that has to happen. That's a rule. They're going to grade me based on that. If I don't pay that, I'm getting an F and they're going to boot me out of this place. So like work accordingly and stuff like that's just interesting.
0: I feel like it's just like you said, I feel like, yeah, it keeps your work ethic kind of like, like started early, but at the same time, it's so much work. It's Mm -hmm. just like, it's, it's like a turnoff from everything. Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like you also get in kind of a slump if you don't have a job right away out of college because it's so, it's so mind boggling to be like, I don't have anything to do. Oh my God, I can do this. I can travel. I can hang out with friends. And then you kind of get into that slump of like, I don't need to find a job. Like, you know, so Mm -hmm. I feel like some people kind of get stuck too because they were so going, going, going. And then it's like so nice, like a breath of fresh air that you actually don't have homework or like there's no anxiety to wake up to because all you have to wake up to is going to work and then once you're home from work you have nothing you can do whatever yeah so i feel like that's what's been so nice and um i was going to mention it too but actually with art um i was kind of getting in like a slump of like ah oh, i'm just going to work at a flower shop because it's creative and like this is fine for now cuz it pays well but I I wasn't really like determined to find an art job like right like out of college, but actually in April I was emailed by um, an author who was really interested in my website and now I've been working with her on a children's book. So um, that's awesome. I'm starting. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, she has a lot of different stories and she let me pick one that I like resonated with me the most to work with her on first. So hopefully, if our relationship continues to go well that um, I can work with her on her other stories. But that's kind of where my anxiety comes in too with the public speaking because I don't really know where this book's going to go. And if it does go to like book signings and like having to go out and like kind of sell our book, it's like,
1: yeah. I don't know
0: where that anxiety will come out. Um, But it will be interesting in a different journey for me. So
1: Also too, and I mean, like I said, if you're uncomfortable with anything, let me know. Oh, but yeah. I, it's so interesting to me what is the worst case thing that happens? Like when you're fearful of that, I think that's why I'm so comfortable Is I know a lot of me was built. um, Basically what happened is my parents, you know how you have like a loving mom and you have like a stern dad. I just had a fucking rock mountain dad and then a very rock hard mom too. So uh, I didn't like hug people until I met Hannah. Like I just, everything was just go, 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 right? Be a warrior, do all that. Um, which they were building a young man that they wanted to succeed in any part of the globe, no matter what the conditions were. I totally get that. Yeah. So I had to like unwork all that ego, all that like fighter, take that stuff out. But the point is knowing that I'm never going to get like punched in the face anymore. Yeah. Like let's say I would I grew up on a wrestling mat from 12 to, you mm-hmm. know, all the way until I was adult football, everything where it's like, that's, those are real consequences. Those are going to yeah. hurt if you mess up. But the idea of just standing in this room, I got slacks on, I'm wearing a suit, let's say, and I'm talking yeah. to people, never at any point is somebody going to stand up and put their hands on me. Yeah. That makes me comfortable. Yeah. So what is the worst case scenario for you? Is it the same thing? Is someone going to put their hands on yeah. you and like throw you out of a building or what? I,
0: I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like just a lot of anxiety built up again, like that kind of middle school age for me. I just feel like um, I was... I was very athletic and, like, sporty, so I was very tomboy, and I feel like I didn't really, like, I always hung out with the guys, but I never really, the girls, I never really got along with, and then I feel like my friends that were girls were kind of, like, trying to push me and make me feel uncomfortable to want to dress more girly and, Mm. like, to be part of their group, and it was just a very stressful time where I feel like that part, that little kid in me gets really nervous. Like, I'm, like... I'm failing or like, or just in the sense of like people are just judging me. So, which I, again, I don't really like worry much about judgment. I think my just self-esteem sometimes gets low and I feel like everyone just kind of staring at me. I feel like someone's having to have a judgmental thought. Hmm. But
1: how do you feel like, here's another weird one. Ooh. And I just like using you because (laughs) you're a representative, like anybody I talk to, your representation of somebody else's thinking the yeah. same thing too. So that's why I bring it up because it's interesting to me because it's so different yeah. is Hannah doesn't know how pretty she is. I've spent the past five years yeah. trying to cultivate and I go like, hey, uh, you know, you're not an average person, right? Like- you're not like, I'm not trying to blow your head up or do anything right yeah. there, but you're saying you are like a bonafide 10 out of 10. Yeah. Like you are a beautiful human. Yeah. She, she just doesn't see it. And I go, that's why people stare. So it's been the coolest thing, even when I'm in Sweden, let's yeah. say for example, and that's a big part of their thing is, you know, Swedish culture. They're very like, you know, be quiet. Don't, yes. you know, do anything <laughs> like that. So when I have Hannah and her twin Josephine going anywhere out in public, it becomes like stop traffic. It becomes like actually celebrity. It's not just like creepy old guys looking. It's like women, children, people. There's just this understanding that like, here's where the beauty is. You need to look at it, whether you're in your car, whether like whatever's going on when people stare at you or look at you, like, do you know you're, you're like a really pretty young woman? Oh, thank you. you.
0: Yeah. No, I, I'm same. I'm like, I feel like my self-esteem has always kind of been lower. Like, I just don't, I don't think that. So I think to me, it's like, I think they're looking at me because they're thinking something like, not like, like, Oh, like why is she wearing that? Or like something like that more. I don't really like, consider i feel like too at bars too i feel the same way i feel like no one really comes up to me but people are looking and i'm just like oh, like what's wrong like is something like just fucking say it come up to me and say that's it crazy. kind of thing like if you have a problem i just feel like that's my attitude towards it because i feel like no one like actually comes up and says wow like you look really pretty today or like oh i love your outfit so like i don't consider it like that um but i mean my boyfriend too is always just like like, when I say something or I make a comment, like, oh, I just, like, you know, I just don't feel like... Like, my feet I are fat today or something that. I don't feel pretty like today. Yeah. And he's just like, like, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? Kind of thing. Or he'll, um, we just, I don't, I'm, like, not a dress girl. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I've always been, like, just kind of, I'll dress nicer, but I, I won't wear, like, a dress. So, mm-hmm. for one of his events, we went to the Streamy Awards, and that was a really interesting like, experience, because that's, That's like, the YouTube and TikTok award show, Um, but we are, like, the only people that weren't, like, talent, so, but I had to find, like, a dress and, like, dress nice, and it was just a really weird experience for me, because I don't ever really think about, like, how, like... Oh, like I was just like, oh my gosh, I have to go fix my lipstick. I never think like that. Like, that's not like me. And like, oh, is my dress okay? Or like, how does it look? And I just felt uncomfortable Mm. because it's just like, that's just not me. So... I just felt like, like everyone was looking at me and no one probably could care. Like no one there could care less kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, I feel like I always am just like, I feel like someone's like staring and I don't know why. So
1: that's kind of funny. Cause I got a story from like a week or two ago to where I work in finance. Yeah. Everyone is suited up square old white guy. Right. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> that's what you think, yeah. right? That's what you get. My mentors are not like that at all. They're very loosey-goosey, kind of cowboy, like just wear jeans and a flannel yeah. and they're selling, you know, billions of dollars of worth of, you know, assets under management. Yeah. Very successful in what they do. So I, I grew up watching them. Like that's the, that's who I knew. I was coming into this industry after that, and they go, all these suits and you know, all these guys with their corporate this and that and that. These guys aren't doing shit compared to what I'm doing, yeah. right? So I come up with that attitude. SoCal guy like i'm not going to put on a tie yeah. and do I hate ties first yeah. of all and stuff like that So it's just really funny because I had a guy my age coming in and he's like You should dress a little nicer, right? And I was like, well explain this to me You're wearing a suit and you don't have a million dollars that you can show me So if a suit meant that I was going to succeed off of the suit Calvin klein would have a line yeah. out of the door. Don't you think so it's yeah. like The clothes don't make the man, the man makes the clothes. And then I was also, because he gave me a little snarky comment. I was like, well, if I was a, if I, something along the lines of like, if I was as ugly as you, I'd have to put a suit on too. But I was like, unfortunately, I'm a handsome guy. I can get by with slacks and a polo or slacks and just a regular button up. And it's just kind of funny because like people like to hide behind the suit sometimes. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm trying to break barriers. Like I'm trying to relate to you. As authentically as I can.
0: Yeah, and that—I mean, like, I feel like that's kind of the same feeling. Like when I go out, like it's just like jeans and like a tank top. Like that's my bar outfit. Like in, a, in like my boots, like my combat yeah. boots. And like I always feel like when I see like girls in like the really like skimpy outfits and like nothing against it at all. I wish I can like feel confident enough to wear something like that, but that's just not me. Like mm-hmm. I feel very overdressed going out and like to a nice restaurant and a dress like that is uncomfortable to me because i'm just so comfortable in my like you like you said laid back socal like maybe yeah. some shorts like my have my outfit right now like is just like overalls and t-shirt like that's like just how i'm kind of like i feel like i would say my outfits are laid back but yeah nice like dress i can be dressy
1: it's super cool too because that's what i want to build is if let's say We're having a dinner with twelve people over. The last thing that you should think of when you come to Venture O'Neill's dinner is what am I wearing? Do I have to wear something that I'm not comfortable? And you wear whatever you're comfortable with as if you own the place. Come in here. I just need you to feel free and comfortable. Like you don't want to wear shoes, wear shoes. You wanna take your shoes off? Take your shoes off. Like I don't care what you do, just be free and don't tell other people what they should do. You know, like maybe you can you can, yeah, lend a little bit of ideas, this and that, but don't make it feel like oh my god he wore this or she wore that like
0: yeah and it's just funny too cuz it's not even just andrew it's like some of my coworkers who i love like i'm so i'm really close with my coworkers now but a lot of them like every time they say something they're like this is you like this is your look i'm like what is my look this like is what's so my you? what's my style and they're like i don't even know what to describe it as so i'm like <laughs> i'll take it like i'm glad i'm not like confining to like a like a particular trend or whatever. But I think it's funny that multiple people have told me this looks like you, but I don't know how to describe it. I'm like, that's interesting.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. That's the biggest compliment we have on this podcast too, is they go, I don't know what it's about. They're so, it's so diverse that they go like, well, you have an artist and then you had a pilot and then you have like an athlete. And it's like, What is it? And I go, well, no, the criteria is just can I sit down and chat with you? Can you hold a conversation? And are you trying to master your craft, whatever that craft is? I want to hear about that. You know, I want to hear about what are you trying to be the best version of yourself at? And I say it like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's what the show's about. And I'm like, yeah, dumbass. That's what I, like, wrote (laughs) in the bio. Yeah, (laughs) like, I'm not just out here, you know, for shits and gigs. Like, we're, you know, trying to do something (laughs) and have a good time. But, yeah, like does it feel like we've been going for over an hour?
0: No, it doesn't. Is that crazy? Yeah, we've been going for over an
1: hour now.
0: Hey, I can talk, you know?
1: (laughs) You've been doing great. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, we usually just like to close out here with, um, you know, any closing thoughts that probably if you had, let's say, a young lady or a young man, um, let's say 10 years old right now, and they're stressing out. No, I got some on my mind. My sister, she's 16, (laughs) right? She's so college heavy, right? College, college heavy. But yet I go, well, what do you want to do after college? She goes, I have no idea. And I go, whoa, sweetheart, this is how all your friends are acting? Yeah. Everybody's doing this right now. I just have this crazy pressure. I have to get in. Well, what do you feel? Like you feel like you're unsuccessful or you're failing if you don't, you know, do exactly what you're supposed to do on paper They go, yeah. And I explained to her, I go, I've never been able to do anything on paper. Yeah. Every single thing that I do. Guess what? They said, oh, there's no way you're going to be 23 with an apartment on the beach, with a nice car, with a good dog, with a good girlfriend, with a this, with a that, with a that. And I go, no, I'll just, guess what? If you're not going to be on time, why not just get ahead then? You know what I mean? Like If you don't know what you want to do, like how do you attack that process of kind of finding yourself
0: well I feel like for me too that was kind of my concept of like I felt like oh my gosh I need to figure my life out and then you realize when you actually get out of college and you're in real life that I'm like the youngest like of my co-workers I'm managing a lot of my older co-workers like it's just really interesting like the dynamic when you get out how like wow. Like I still sometimes feel like, okay, I have to move out. I have to like find this. I have to do that. I have to get a full-time job. Like I don't though. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm very secure with my finances right now. And I feel like so many 23 year olds cannot say that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for me, I just keep trying to be like, I have to go. I have to keep going. I have to keep going. I don't have to, like, you can stop and smell the roses. Like, I can relax a little bit. I can have fun. I can spend some money. I can hang out and spend time with friends or, like, meet, reconnect with old ones like you. Like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of time to, like, slow down, I think. I think during college, if you want to be fast-paced, then go ahead. That's what I did, and I don't regret it. I just think that if you want your college experience to be more of I mean, again, we kind of lost some of it with COVID, but if you want your college experience to be going out a lot, being with friends, enjoying your time, then don't go fast through college. Enjoy college and, like, experience that. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend did that, and he is so happy and does not regret a single thing from his college experience. On my end, too, I don't regret anything from my college experience, but I didn't really – feel like i went that route i went the more i want to be working i want to i want to be done with college because i don't like school and i just want to be done and then i want to be able to experience and enjoy my life like this is what i wanted to get to even from high school i was like why do i have to go to school for art i already know what the fuck i'm doing like because also too with and with it too but with cal state fullerton like they just i wanted to mainly go into like medical or like technical illustration just something more like realistic and like real life like this is what you see in a science book kind of thing because that's just what I'm good at drawing and they don't have any courses like that to teach you Mm -hmm. even on the west coast there's not really any schools that teach that so it's like then why am I here yeah I mean it's fine to get like a general degree but at the same time like I didn't learn anything for what I want to do Because I'm just going to have to, I guess, teach myself unless I want to fly all the way to the East Coast and do it there. But I don't want to do that. So, yeah, I just feel like enjoy your time, whether that means like at a steady pace or with friends, relaxing, hanging out.
1: That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. My last question for Mm -hmm. you. And I hope you'll be back. Yes, I I will. I will
0: definitely be back. I'm so happy that you invited me. This was Awesome.
1: Who is somebody that we can reach out to maybe that's in the SoCal area that you would like to see in the same chair that you're in on the podcast?
0: Um I'm trying to think. I feel like um one of one of my friends that um I grew up with that I know she's like doing a lot and is super occupied, but she like her where she's been from college and now is been really in, like interesting and very inspiring i feel like is brianna mcgee um i don't oh, know, yeah. know she's on mm-hmm. softball, softball in high school yeah she um she's gotten really up there and she's had some experiences after college and it seems like with her career and it's really cool and i think that she would be
1: what is she doing
0: she's actually working for the Rams.
1: Oh, that's dope. So
0: she's and she used to work for the Dodgers. So she's gone through um, in the realm of marketing. So cool. Yeah. So um, it's really interesting to hear what she has to do. It was actually her birthday yesterday. So. Oh, well, yeah. shout out,
1: happy late birthday yeah. to her.
0: But yeah, I think if anyone, I would like to see her on here.
1: Okay. But yeah. Maybe yeah. we can reach out and yeah, see if we can
0: see if that works out.
1: Squeeze some time out. Yeah, of Yeah. But yeah. Well, hey, thank you for listening to another episode of Natural Thoughts and Talks yeah hope we've you. had a good one yeah. we'll see you guys next week bye, bye.